welcome to The Working Wellbeing. My name is Nicole Tedeschi, and I'm your host who is shining light on the unique journeys of such brave individuals from all different backgrounds and occupations who are speaking out about their own struggles and what has helped get them through. Words of healing, learning, and growth hear conversations that are full of resilience and humanity. This platform is about mental health advocacy and helping each other when navigating the everyday routines of life, no matter what that looks like. This is a space to relate and bring inspiration as we are here to get through together in unity. Thank you for being here. And I only hope that this podcast makes you believe more that your story matters that you are capable of facing the unknown, that you are more than enough, and that you are not alone. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your condition. All right. Hello, everyone. I am so happy I get to record an episode with an incredible human being who does not let anything stop her. She's an amazing attorney, wife, and mom of two. Nora Bailey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. How are you feeling, you know, with everything going on and the pandemic? I definitely wanted to ask that first and foremost. Um, how are you feeling right now and how things are going with your life? Sure. Um, so feels never ending. And, um, you know, maybe some other countries are doing better with supporting working parents, but America is not. And so um, it's been hard for, for my husband and I both to work at home and have no child care. And, you know, even sometimes we can't have family help out, you know, because of different situations with COVID. So it's definitely been hard, but we're making it work and it's our new normal. So It is. Yeah. I feel like um, everyone is just trying to just make it work somehow, some way. And it's been such, such a challenging time. I'd love to ask about your past experiences and how have you navigated to where you are now? Uh, Do you, do you happen to remember when you first realized the importance of mental health your overall well-being, you know, where were you in your life? Um, and how was that experience for you? So honestly, even though I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder as a teenager, I really don't think I understood the importance of like my overall mental health and how it's tied to the rest of my well-being until my second pregnancy, which um, I was angry and stressed out all the time. I didn't want to be around my husband or my friends. I was just fried and done like 24 seven. And I really didn't like how I was acting or who I was becoming. And I knew I was going to be taking like a further hit to my mental health postpartum just from like the hormones and the the transition and no sleep. So I knew I had to make a change. Um, And I actually talked to my doctor and started taking Zoloft at uh, about 36 weeks along. And it was one of the best things I've ever done for myself or my family. Um, I wish I had done it sooner because, you know, being burnt out and being a martyr doesn't help anybody. I can't help others if I'm a mess. (laughs) Um, And I just feel like 
it helped me realize that, you know, I didn't have to suffer like I did after my first daughter was born. Um, you know, I was definitely, of course, absolutely in love with her, but my whole world changed and I ended up suffering from really bad postpartum anxiety and rage. And I really struggled needlessly. And I, I ended up starting therapy and reworking my career, which was a big help, but I should have accepted that I needed that extra bit of support for medication and not fought so hard to do it all myself. Oh, that's so true. And so related. I am a firm believer that, you know, medication, uh, therapy, you know, what works for you is, is what works for you. That is just something that's, I think once you realize what it is or what can currently help you, whether it's a short term or for a long term, it's just something so needed and and something to not feel any shame or anything like that. Um, so I, I love that you, you know, are very open to that and expressing that because I think there are so many people that are so back and forth with what to do when they're in that situation. And especially, you know, I can, I cannot imagine I am not a mother. Um, I am a new aunt though. So I can, I can say that she is definitely all the feels for sure. And, um, her first being two is wild <laughs> to me. Um, I, I still cannot wrap my brain around it, but, uh, I'm so happy that you, you got to that point of finding what yeah. works for you. Think that's just so amazing. I think I'm still finding it. I think it's constantly, you know, work in progress because before kids, I was extremely career driven. Um, I was on track to make partner in a very quick time frame. I was handling really complex, challenging cases. And I, I loved it. I loved the challenge. I loved who I worked with and I couldn't picture not working. But then when Giovanna, my first was born, um, literally the first day in the hospital, I remember crying and holding her because I just could not imagine a world in which I could go back to work and not be with her. And so I swung completely to the opposite side of the spectrum and just totally fell into motherhood and really forgot who I was outside of that. Um, but I really missed it. And I started listening to podcasts and audiobooks during my maternity leave just to kind of get some intellectual stimulation because I missed it so much. And I wanted to work again, but I also wanted to be there for my family. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the legal field is really out it's getting better but it's still years behind where it should be and so a lot of firms equate being in the office with being successful and if they can't see your face then you're you're not accomplishing what you need to accomplish whether that's actually true or not um so in order to to be home with her and I don't mean to like keep talking you can cut me off oh no definitely not (laughs) I had to really take a, a big step back and I started working from home as a freelance attorney um taking research and drafting jobs here and there which was really different than what I had been doing and it really wasn't until I got back into the courtroom for the first time and went home afterwards and I felt so refreshed and energized and like me again that I felt like I was finally starting to kind of find that balance um, I really credit my, my current employer so much because he has let me create a work situation that lets me be successful, usually <laughs> at home and at work. Um, oh, but like awesome. I said, you know, it's, it's a constant juggling act because my husband works from home too, and we don't have any childcare, like I said, so we're always trading off, but, um, you know, we do our best and it works for us. So I guess, I guess my outlook is it is a balance, but I will always prioritize my family. And if someone I work for can't understand that, then that's not the environment. 
environment I need to work in. Sure. There are so many, especially women in this field that are just doing everything they can that other people maybe are, are telling them or anything like that. Like you said, you have to constantly show your face. You have to constantly be in the office. And, and so I, I love, love that I'm seeing um, more and more women get into this field and stand up for what they need and, yeah. and not settling for anything less than that things, but incredible that you have an employer that that respects that and honors that. Yeah. I feel like there's probably not a lot out there that do that. No, there's not, but you know, and I think part of it is, you know, until we start, like you said, standing up and saying like, no, this doesn't work for me. This isn't sustainable. Yeah. Things aren't going to change. And too many people are willing to just sacrifice, you know, their mental health or their family's mental health or whatever for the sake of pleasing their employer. And for what, you know, it's, it's yeah. just not worth it. There are people out there that will work with you and that want you to be happy and successful. And, you know, I think those are the employers we need to seek out. I agree completely 100%. And I think there's just no amount of money. If, if I, this does not work for me, I'm good. I can't, right. I can't right. do this. Well, because um, like, if you think about it, no matter how good you are at your job or how much you love it or how much they love you, if, you know, God forbid you drop dead tomorrow, they're going to replace yeah. you for a week, you oh, know, that's so true, but your family can't replace you. So, you know, or exactly. your, your friends can't replace you. So you gotta, you gotta prioritize that. I agree so much. I agree. That is incredibly true. Like you said, exactly. There needs to be those changes to have the change there for, for people, for us to, you know, live our lives and to be more at peace with ourselves and what we're doing. So definitely wanted to get into, you know, of course, motherhood and transitioning. How has that been that transition from, from having one child to, to two now and, and how you see yourself and everything? Um, so it's definitely been, you know, exhausting because now we're, we're man to man, like Pat always has one and I always have one. Uh -huh. So, you know, where is it used to be that, you know, one of us would have a break and the other one would be with our daughter, but now we're both always busy. Um, but I think it has really caused me to be like more disciplined and intentional about my time because I have so little of it now. So I really have to like get things done when I have the chance. Um, and honestly, everybody's experience will be different, but it's been easier going from one to two than it was from zero to one because you know, I already made that identity shift from not a mom to a mom. And so this time it was like, okay, like, yeah, there's more to do and there's somebody else to care for, but I'm not changing. My whole world is not changing. My whole identity is not changing. I already see myself as a mom. So in that regard, it was actually easier than, than the first time around. I really recommend following um, Herself podcast, which is another podcast that kind of talks a lot about what your podcast focuses on, like well-being and, you know, being successful in all areas of our lives lives. And that has been really helpful to me. It's run by two moms. Um, and so they're kind of like in the same place in my, in their life that I am. And so it's been really nice to have that kind of like virtual community. And, um, I would also really recommend like everybody plans for, you know, the nursery and for like the baby's clothes and everything focuses on what you're going to have for the baby when the baby comes. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't really focus on what they're going to have for themselves. So, and I did the same thing the first time around, whereas this time I was like, okay, I need to have like meals in place. I need to have, you know, who's going to come help me out on Tuesday. Who's going to come on Wednesday. Like, how am I going to get my work done? 
because, you know, basically all my baby really needed was, you know, me to feed her and a place to sleep at night. And Mm -hmm. they don't need all the other stuff, but like, you need a lot to be able to keep going and care for that baby. So I think the biggest advice is like, think about what you're going to need and what your marriage is going to need and what your home is going to need versus just what does my baby need? You know, like, how can I plan in a date night with my husband, even if it's at home or just things like that, because it really can fall by the wayside so easily and everything can just become about the tiny little little person. <laughs> and I think that's because of so many people are just like, yeah, baby clothes, newborn clothes, <laughs> all of the cute things, you know, me as an aunt, I'm saying that. So I'm definitely guilty. <laughs> um, but I think that's such great advice to just think about all those other things rather than those, um, this, you know, quote unquote, smaller things, any, any challenges, struggles that you appreciate now, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, you learn more about yourself, um, you know, boundaries, communication, anything like that, rebuilding your relationship with yourself. Um, so I think in like the work realm, I would say I really, I'm a, I'm a big people pleaser and I really like thrive off of getting like verbal praise on my love language is words of affirmation. So, um, I really love to hear like, you know, you did a great job. This is excellent. And I really became like, just kind of not addicted, but like really focused on just chasing that at work. And so, um, like you talked about, you know, I just kept saying yes to everything. It's like, yes, I can do more. Yes. I can take on more. I can do so much more. And, you know, I was just burning myself out doing that. Um, and I did love it. Like I loved being busy, but I also was not like, you know, taking care of myself. I, I had no time to myself. So I really had to work on, you know, I don't, I don't have to say yes to everything. I can still be great at my job without doing all of it and all of everybody else's jobs too. You know, I can focus on, you know, the things I'm good at and the things that I really enjoy versus just saying yes to all of it. And then, um, you know, I don't want to like box myself into talking about being a mom too much, but parenthood really opened my eyes to so much too, because, you know, my husband and I, we thought we had a great marriage and we absolutely do, but we had to get a lot better about communicating and asking each other for what we need when we had kids, because, you know, before, if he wanted to go for a run, he could just go for a run. But now he has to say like, Hey, can you keep the kids so I can go for a run? And then later on, I'll, I'll watch them. So you can go do something um, versus just kind of doing that. Like you used to be able to. And so we had to get a lot better about that, that communication and that back and forth. And it's also helped me a lot to learn so much about my triggers um, and like what really sets me off. And I've had to do a lot of work on that. Um, I get really like, really like irrationally angry if I'm expecting a break and I don't get one, if that's really hard for me to adjust to um, or routines changing, I'm really like tied to my routine. So I've, I've had to do a lot of work on, on that. And I also found that I was really struggling to live in the moment because I was always looking forward to the next thing. Like, okay, my kids are so cute, but like, when are they going to crawl? Okay, now they're crawling. Well, okay, now they're walking. When are they going to talk? And, um, you know, I'm always looking for the next thing and missing out on the beauty of, you know, where I was at, whether that was career or my home or my kids or whatever that may be. And so I've really had to work on that. And, um, again, my therapist has been super helpful in that regard. So definitely a shout out for, for therapy. Uh, um, so being for therapy, I think we all need it in some way for sure. And, um, love hearing your kids. So definitely. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, I love it. I was hoping to hear them from the other room. So <laughs> um, so- he is running around. <laughs> 
Um, well, I, I think that's so valuable. And like, wherever you're at in your life, being present, like you had said so, so well to not constantly think about the next thing, the next thing, because mm-hmm. wherever you are, I find myself there for all different parts of my life. Like, okay, what's going to be the next thing like after school or what's going to be the next thing, you know, next year, like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to be in my life? And it's just so much of that future where it just takes away the present so much. Right. And it, it definitely took me a long time to actually get to Okay, Nicole, stop. I seriously will have to say that to myself out loud. Enjoy, like look around, like look where you're at right now. That's so nice to hear. And I think it definitely, um, definitely takes time, I think. And constant reminders, I feel like for me. Um, And I know I actually remember this, this just came to mind that I reached out to you when I started my master's degree to get any advice as far as like productivity organization for as long as I've known you. And one of our really, really great friends, Lori, shout her out, um, has, (laughs) has told me so much about, you know, how organized you can be and how important that is to you. Is there any, and you told me some already specifically, I did not use Google calendar before I had reached out to you, <laughs> to be honest. I was like, Nora, what do you do? Cause I need to figure this out. I have so much yeah. going on. Is there anything as far as like productivity with your job, with just like in general, um, with being a mom, all of the things um, that has helped you as well? It just kind of came to mind. I'm going rogue right now in the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would definitely, like you said, I live and die by my Google calendar um, because, and shout out to Brooke Tharp because she's the one that gave me that tip. She was my mentor in law school. Um, but it, you can, you know, block out your time on it. So I like to even just block out like busy working or, you know, busy with kids, whatever. So like I can see visually, okay, from nine to 10, like I'm not going to be doing work. I need to focus on, you know, being with my family, but then from 10 to noon, I'm going to work. Um, and it sends you like little notifications. So you can remember like, oh, I have to leave right now or I'm going to be late, whatever it is. Um, So I really love that. And um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. One of the women from um, herself podcast, one of her favorite quotes is be where your feet are. And so, like I said, using that time blocking really helps me like, okay, I don't need to think about work right now. I'm doing something Mm -hmm. else. Now I'm working and I don't need to think about what I'm going to make for dinner or whatever it is. So really um, big, big fan of Google Calendar and time blocking. And then I also like to use um, the Pomodoro method, which is you work for 45 minutes and then you take a break for 15, I believe, and then 45 and then 15. Um, And it just kind of helps you. I guess there's like been studies done that that's how long you can focus and be effective for is like 45 minutes at a time. And so it helps me out like, okay, I can do my work for 45 minutes and I get a break and it just helps kind of focus you in on what you're working on versus like, okay, I, I'm working, but I'm thinking about 12 other things, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, I'm going to get that break. And then I can think about those things. So I would say those are my two big, uh, productivity recommendations. Oh, perfect. Huge getting into it and navigating through multiple different things, multitasking, but yeah. I've never heard that one 45 minutes and then a 15 minute break. Mm-hmm. I will definitely try that. Cause that does sound like that's probably how long my attention and <laughs> my focus can go 45 minutes at a time. It's hard. Um, yes. It when is. you've been in school for so long, like you, you're, you're just at the end of your rope. You're like ready to be done. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. And just getting into new things and just kind of just 
like you said, just trying to prioritize and um, just the blocking, I agree, is so helpful to like just my mind. If I don't need to think about it or anything like that, I have this block time for myself has been really huge for me in school. Um, and I will continue doing that for yes. forever because it's just so needed. I think it does definitely help mentally as well to just uh, feel better about your day and to just keep going and um, feel like, you know, you are doing things for yourself, even if it's just however many things you're doing in one day at all, I feel. Right. Um, definitely wanted to ask as well, what is some advice that you would give to your past self? when it comes to your overall well-being? I would say um, they're both like kind of cliche little quotes if they go together. So one is your kids don't need a perfect mom. They need a happy one. And two, when you're juggling, and this is not my quote, but when you're juggling a lot of balls, you need to figure out which are glass and which are rubber because some of them you can drop and they'll bounce and it's fine. And others are glass. You can't drop them. So, you know, for example, on really crazy weeks, I can't stop taking care of my kids or stop getting my work done, but I can drop making them three homemade meals a day and get takeout or, you know, it's not the end of the world. If my daughter eats yogurt and toast for breakfast, instead of like a full course meal, like I yeah. usually make for her, you know, so, um, I can drop keeping up with the house and catch up on, on the weekend. Like I can prioritize those things that really matter and push the rest of it to the side. So I guess all of that to say the best advice is I would give myself some grace oh, <laughs> that you don't have to do it all perfectly all the time. I love that. And I love the, what can I drop? If it's rubber yeah. or glass, I've never heard that before, but I'm definitely going to use it. Yes. I do find myself thinking if I, if I don't end up doing this, it will be okay. Like I try to like tell myself that, but I love just kind of narrowing down. Okay. If I don't get to this, it's rubber. It's not glass. Yes. So yeah. I, I love that. It's from a great book called Drop the Ball. And it's all about that and about prioritizing and taking care of yourself. Um, so highly recommend the book. Ooh, perfect. I'm definitely going to read that. That sounds <laughs> amazing. Uh, well, I would love to get into our rapid fire questions. And so the first one is, uh, what is your favorite stress, anxiety reliever? You know, something that is a must in your daily routine. Um, so I joined a, um, a workout class that's called stroller strides and I go to it Monday through Friday and I get to work out with other moms in my community. And oh, it's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice to be around other people that are in the same stage of life as me. And it's really the only time I have to myself all day, even though you do bring your kids with you, but they're in the stroller. So, um, it's a must. And on days I can't attend or on the weekends, um, I always prioritize having time with my husband before bed. You know, even if we just veg out and watch a couple episodes of our favorite show, but just to have that time to be just us and, and to relax together after a crazy day. Love that. Next is what is your, I know you said uh, quite a few quotes already, but um, if you happen to have another, uh, what is your favorite quote that has stuck with you in your mental health journey? Um, put on your own oxygen mask first before assisting others. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You cannot take care of anyone else. If you don't take care of yourself. And I literally say that to myself daily, like, like, no, I need to eat breakfast. I need to do these things. Like I can do that and take care of my family. Uh-huh. Perfect. And um, the next one is who has been your biggest well-being influence? 
Um, so it's back to the, to the ladies from herself podcast with Amy Kiefer and Abby Green and they're on Instagram too. Um, they're just so authentic and supportive and really speak to where I'm at, not just as a working mom, but also as a woman. And I cannot recommend them enough. Wonderful. Uh, what is your current favorite book? My current favorite book is anything by Kristen Hanna. Um, I most recently read her book, Winter Garden. Uh, I love historical fiction. So anything by her is, is my favorite. Awesome. Perfect. And what is one of your favorite things to do for yourself? Um, something that makes you feel more of a friend to yourself, boost your confidence, anything like that, help with self-care? Um, if I have the time, I love to just sit at a coffee shop alone and drink a delicious cup of coffee in peace and quiet while I read a book. Um, but I usually don't have time for that. So I like to take really super hot showers and just enjoy relaxing and then do my hair. Um, and I've learned that self-care doesn't have to be huge. So even something as simple as that is really, really crucial for me. Oh, love that too. Awesome. And last, any final advice to those who might be going through similar experiences as you, um, and also those who want to work in your field as well? Uh, I would say for, for the law, please don't go to law school unless you truly love reading and writing and love the law. It is not a get rich quick path. It is not easy. It is not just, I love to argue. Um, <laughs> you really want to love it because it is mostly just reading and writing and a lot of emails. Um, and for uh, anyone going through the same stages of parenthood, my best advice is find that support system and lean on them. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help or accept help when it's offered. People want to help. They just don't know how to, they don't know what you need. So instead of just, you know, I need help, give them like specifically like, Hey, can you bring me takeout on Tuesday night? Um, <laughs> it's, it's that simple. Um, and you know, you just cannot do it alone. Oh, wonderful. I love all of those answers. So powerful. Uh, thank you again, Nora, so, so much for taking the time of your day to, to share a part of your story with us. And I would definitely love to have you back to talk about anything specific too. I think you're just such a gem of all these inspirations and words that I think can touch so many people in all different stages. So it's been such a pleasure. Follow at The Working Wellbeing on Instagram and Facebook, as well as subscribe to Hear It First on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.